a lot of times when we achieve our dream, we haven't really activated or exercised the muscle of dreaming. It's like we only had room for one dream or two dreams or three dreams. And so when we reach one of them or two of them or three of them, suddenly the dreaming activation muscle quits. And I think that if we focused on that and realized, you know, there's no limits. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Queen, hello, my gorgeous. How are you today? I know that you have such big dreams inside of you. And today's episode featuring my friend, Marsha Martin, is going to so exquisitely help you manifest your best dreams in the most pleasurable way. So if you do not already know who Marsha Martin is, she is known basically by her colleagues as the godmother of transformation. I mean, she is a renowned global speaker. She's an executive and life coach. She empowers individuals and corporate teams to transform their businesses, their relationships, totally open up to all things that are possible for them in their lives. She has personally trained over 300,000 people worldwide to get unstuck so they could step into the best version of themselves. Marsha's corporate clients include like Hard Rock Hotels, Warner Brothers. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Let's just say you are in the midst of a true transformational master. Enjoy this episode. Divine Living Queens, I am so, so, so looking forward to this episode today with my dear friend, Marsha Martin. You heard me describe her background and everything that she has done in her life. Well, not that that could all fit into one podcast episode, but I'm really excited for this conversation and for you to get to know her yourself now. So Marsha, welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. Gina, I love this. I love that we're together and talking and I'm just delighted to be here. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming and, and sharing what I know is going to be an exorbitant amount of wisdom. Um, you know, I had to dial it on in, in terms of like, you know, which angle do I go at with Marsha today? And so I, because there's so much we could talk about, there's so much you have expertise on. I am going to selfishly pick one of my favorite subjects to learn from you on, which is manifesting. Oh, wow. I love that subject. Yes. Nice subject too. Good, good, good. And so let's just kind of set it up with the, this as the premise, like pretty much the people that are listening to this podcast have great lives. We have a lot to be grateful for. We've been blessed. We have access to running water and technology and, you know, very likely have a roof over our heads and, and you know, we have good lives. And yet all of us, especially post pandemic, but just in general anyways, are craving more. And there's this conversation that we know we're meant for more and we hear that we create our realities. And then we're kind of like, well, if that's true, like, 
Oh, I did okay, but not awesome in terms of creating my reality and in connection with my desires. Like, how come I want so much more than what I've actually created? So if you could give us like a peek behind the veil and take us on a, a deep dive of why are is there such a big disconnect from where people desire to be versus where they are? Well, actually, I think um, another way to look at it is it's not so much a disconnect. If you are coming from a place of abundance, then it isn't a disconnect. It's really a future that you want to create for yourself. So it's always expanding. Consciousness always expands. Uh, actually, it either expands or contracts. So we want to stay on the, the expansion road. But I think that when people have a dream, that dream opens up a new future for themselves. And then their capacity to manifest and create the dream into reality is really a technique or a skill set or an understanding of what personal power is. And then a lot of times when we achieve our dream, we haven't really activated or exercised the muscle of dreaming. It's like we only had room for one dream or two dreams, or three dreams. And so when we reach one of them, or two of them, or three of them, suddenly the dreaming activation muscle quits. And I think that if we focused on that and realized, you know, there's no limits, everything is possible. And so there's just even the outer limits of what we don't know is even possible. And so if we reactivate that muscle, then we create new dreams. And I think people get stuck in, they achieve a dream and then they sit there and they have fun in it and they forget the next step is recreate or have a new dream. And instead they kind of get to a place where they're like, again, oh, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. I think that's a part of it too. Interesting, interesting. So what does it take to reactivate the dreaming muscles? I think that's a practice that is an ongoing thing that people even forget to do in the first place. But once you know that it's something that it's a muscle that needs to be used, and just like all the muscles in our body, if we don't use them pretty soon, they atrophy or they get soft or they're not strong. And if you don't use and activate and practice exercise, the dreaming muscle, it's the same way there. So it's a, it's a, a, a kind of a way of life. You get up, you brush your teeth, you do your meditation, you take a walk, you exercise, you do whatever you do that is your daily practice. And one of them needs to be dreaming. Mm. And I, always, I, I just wanted to say, I always say to people like, okay, take a piece of paper out and write all the things that you want. And it's so funny because I think people get um, kind of focused on, well, what is the thing I want? Like there's one thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's not the activation muscle. That's the choosing after you've activated the muscle of dreaming, right? So if you activate the muscle, it's just like, how fast can you think of things that you could create and manifest? And then you have this big list. And what I notice with people is they start writing and they get two or three things and then they go, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, so they're using the wrong muscle. That muscle that they're using is choose whether what I want them to keep activated is, can you dream? Can you create? Can you imagine? And that is a capacity of everlasting, everyday practicing. Let me dream up a new dream today. Mm -mm -mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what would you 
say or what advice would you give people that feel that they have been act actively dreaming? They've got their goal or their dream. They're visualizing, they're emotionalizing, they're doing the auto suggestion, they're taking the action steps, they're working it and it hasn't come about or maybe there was a deadline and it didn't come about and it it had uh this person have the experience of a failed experience well again you and i know there's no failures because it's just a, a road a journey so we don't know how many times that we don't achieve something that needs to be on the path to where we do achieve it so first of all we have to make peace with that it's a journey. So if I create something, I want something, I intend something, I manifest it, or I go through the steps of manifesting it, and it doesn't show up with the deadline, mm -hmm. then perhaps we didn't know the skill sets of how to do it in that deadline. But it's not that we failed. It's just that we haven't realized it yet. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say something about one of the things that I think helps people to create new and bigger and, and more fantastic dreams is what they're focusing on dreaming about. So if we focus on what I want or what I need or what I would like, all of those kinds of things centered around ourselves, sometimes those dreams that are possible and bigger don't really um, come up for us to realize or see. But if we focus on what would be the greatest contribution I could make, what would be the greatest value I could give, what are the greatest needs of humanity or the world or my family or my community or my team, if we start to focus in that way, the dreams seem to kind of come in more easily. Mm, mm. Interesting. I know that times when I felt like there was a failed launch or a failed uh something that didn't work out the way i wanted or in the time frame that i wanted my well, some of my recollection was that i wasn't allowing the expansiveness of god like mm -hmm. meaning like i was going for the best that i could imagine which i thought was the thing and realizing like the the yeah. quote unquote failure was it wasn't a I mean it was a no because I have better for you yes and that's taken me a, a lot of ego dropping to get because in this entrepreneurial space you know if you have a failed launch or whatever it's it's a failure or you weren't powerful enough or likable enough or whatever it is and I've seen so many times when I was going for something that I was willing to do to get the result, but the universe was like, uh, we're not letting you settle for that. I totally agree with that, Gina. And I always say that alignment trumps everything. So as you and I both know, being transformational leaders, spiritual teachers, um, leadership and championship experts, all of those things, you know, we know lots of ways and skills and rituals and practices, and there's so much to learn for sure in terms of human potential. But I think alignment trumps everything. And what I mean by that is when we're lined up with who we really are, 
our higher self, the universe, God, light, enlightenment, the consciousness of all that goes through everything. And when we're coming from that place and we're an expression of that source, then things flow. And then if we're willing to have it flow, because we need to have an intention for sure, and the intention needs to be not something that we want so much as a thing, but more of a purpose or a service or a contribution or a value that we want to emanate. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be on the right path in terms of our own alignment and coming from that. And then we have what you just said, which is a willingness to notice that maybe there's a bigger answer here than even we know. And maybe if we flow with what's happening and be grateful for what is happening, <laughs> we'll find that um, what we have in store for us is bigger than we ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. What do you mean when you say a value that you want to emanate? Well, a value would be like love or service or mm -hmm. honor or dignity or respect um, or um, gratitude. Those are all values pretty much how we're being. And, you know, I always start with who we're being, what we're being, because that's really the whole source of being able to manifest mm -hmm. is you create it in the being space first before you figure out what you need to have in order to create that or what you need to do in order to create that. The first step is really who do you need to be? What do you need to be? It starts in the world of the invisible, not in the world of visible actions or things that you have. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's say someone is clear on a particular desire that they want to manifest. And we've heard a lot about being the vibrational match to that desire. And that only when you're the vibrational match to that desire, does it actually manifest. So teach us about this being state to I guess, be it, would you call it a higher vibration than where you're currently at if you're looking to manifest something you haven't yet manifested? Well, first of all, let's look at a couple of things. So, you know, a vibration really is about you as a being. Like, what's the vibration? We know that light has a vibration. We know that sound has a vibration. We know that we can play the piano and have high notes. That's like a high vibration or low notes. That's like a low vibration. Same thing with our emotions. There's high frequencies of how we're feeling in terms of what we think in our mind and what the sensations are in our bodies. So we have language and language are words that describe something. And when you describe an emotion, what you're describing is a feeling in your body. And that feeling in your body actually has a vibration. In fact, you can notice your body kind of goes with the feeling. If you are, say, the word depressed, Depressed is a word that describes a sensation in your body. So emotions live in our body. Mm -hmm. Now, that word and that feeling it describes is a low vibration. Depression is pretty low on the emotional tone scale. So what your body, you can see it. It goes down and feels heavy. And so you can feel the vibration frequency also. 
So what we want to train ourselves to do, as you well know, <laughs> I'm speaking with the choir, um, is to increase the vibrational tone of our sensations in our body, the thoughts in our mind, and then we'll have different words to describe what's going on with us. We'll start thinking of words like joy or happy or enthusiasm or contentment or adventurous or curious. Those are all higher kinds of sensations that we use to describe those words for. And so our actual vibration is higher. Now, what happens is your vibration attracts the like vibration. So events, circumstances, resources, opportunities of that frequency will be attracted to us. So it's not like we're trying to be the vibration of a new car. We're trying to be the vibration of enthusiasm, love, joy. It's high vibration. That vibration frequency will attract to us all sorts of opportunities, relationships, connections, uh, circumstances, opportunities that will be of the like kind of vibration that we're emanating. And that will produce those things that we're thinking of. So we don't say, I want this, what vibration do I need to be at to get that? We say, I want to be at this higher vibration frequency and operate there. And then the like-minded, the, the things that are lined up with that will be attracted to us. Beautiful, beautiful. And for the person who's like, Marsha, I really want to believe this. It just sounds too easy. Like, really, I'm just supposed to like be happy and full of joy and curious and adventurous and I'm going to manifest my new car? Well, first of all, it's not easy and no one ever said that it would be. Even Buddha said uh, life is suffering. <laughs> but it is a journey. And it's kind of like, um, actually, I, I like to come in now and say something how I look at the world, even though I said it's not easy, it's hard or whatever, I don't really look at the world that way, because that's a good, bad, agree, disagree, uh, right, wrong, that's a filter that we look through. I look at the world in terms of what is. So what is, is whatever it is. <laughs> and you can say, oh, that was easy or hard, but you're really just sharing that in terms of it's a, a relationship between something else that you did that you considered something else. And so in comparison to that, you're saying easy or hard. But the truth of it is, it's just the way it is. That's not good or bad, easy or hard. It just is that way. So a better metaphor is to consider that what life is like and how it all works is you're on a surfboard and you're surfing the ocean. Now, you don't get to say what's so about the ocean or the river. Stop trying to change the river. Stop trying to change how big the waves are. The waves are however big they are. You know, you're in a boat going down the river and the river is easy, is either lots of rapids or it's really slow or there's no wind or there's rocks in it or it's shallow. It is the way it is. And then you as a human being respond to that and choose the appropriate behavior to get towards or be at the end of where you want to be with your intention. And so it's not that it's bad or hard. It's just that it is what it is. And sometimes the waves are high 
And sometimes you have to hold on to that surfboard. And sometimes you get thrown in and dunked and you have to take on some water. But if you consider that's hard or easy, then the rest of your life is spent trying to resist the hard times and trying to create the easy times rather than just being with whatever it is and holding on as dear as you can and doing the uh, appropriate moves. My little kitty just decided to walk over mine. <laughs> I'll always take animal wisdom coming in. <laughs> it just is what it is. Cat wanted to participate. <laughs> so I hope that's a good metaphor for people. Yes, yes, yes. And so I love the the overall perspective of kind of relaxing into the journey mm. that um that it is all available and being in the you know consciously choosing the vibration that we're in and you know avoiding to the best that we can navigate those rocks and you know or get better at navigating the larger waves um you know what I also find, Gina, is people either resist or they flow. So what we resist is the way it is. Think about relationships that we or people that we've coached are in. Whenever I coach a married couple or a relationship, even in business, the one person will say, the thing that needs to be changed is the other person. Mm -hmm. And always that person that thinks the other person needs to be changed has the answer for them. They know exactly how they should be and what they should do and how they should change. <laughs> Except when you think about the way it is, the way it is, is you can't change anyone else. You can create space in which they can find an insight for themselves and a choice and an intention within themselves and a resolve to change and then they'll change. But you can't change them. The only person you can really change is yourself. But it seems like whatever the situation, we say, how does that need to change? How does the circumstance, the river, how does the person, what do they need to do? What does that department need to do better? What does that person need to change and be better at? And, and we've got our focus on that. And it's really hard, I find, difficult, not uh, the, the first automatic response is to look at ourselves, you know, because we're so focused on, oh, I've got the answer for you. I know what you need to do to be better. And if you would only do that, then I would be better too. But it's exactly that opposite where it's, I need to look at how did I, my behavior, my perspective, my intuition, my thought process, my judgments, my beliefs cause me to be in this particular place where I've created this particular scenario. And what can I do to change that perspective or change that value or change that understanding or be more open or whatever it is to allow some space here for it to change. Mm. And I think if we spend more time kind of training ourselves looking within, which goes back to the alignment trumps everything, because when you know who you are and you're coming from source and the higher power and your higher self and all that God is and that comes through you as a consciousness and an energy and a power and you're connected with that personal power and you've harnessed it, then 
you know, things seem to flow a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was recently working my own program on something and I realized there was a goal that I was going for that felt heavy. And mm-hmm. so as much as I was excited about the goal, I wasn't excited about the journey to the goal. And I've been paying more attention to how I feel lately. And, you know, being a Capricorn, I've, you know, historically been so willing to just do whatever, whatever I needed to do to get to where I wanted to be. And so I don't know if it's turning 48 or just higher consciousness or what, but I'm like, the journey actually does matter, Gina, or it finally <laughs> matters more to me than it used to. And, and when I started like asking, like, like I thought that like that there, this was the plan of what I needed to do to get there. And then I said, well, what would actually feel better? And I started trusting these good feeling emotions. And I was like amazed at how miraculously and almost instantly from this, this place of being more open that just a, a like a, 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 an amazing solution presented itself that was like right in front of me the whole time, but I didn't see it. You know what I love most about what you said is the word trust. Mm-hmm. That you, you know, you trusted the process, you trusted the journey, you trusted yourself, essentially, is what you're saying. You trusted source and God, and you trusted light, and you trusted that you're on a path that's worthwhile, all of those things. And that's um, kind of what surrender is all about, when you surrender to that willingness to being able to trust Mm-hmm. And we want to control so much and we want to figure it out and we want to do the right way and we think it's going to go this way and we get stuck so much in how it should happen mm-hmm. rather than just reminding ourselves what is our purpose, what have we asked for, ask and it sh- shall be given to you. And that that process and what I tell my students is to welcome the experience I say, really, the first step is figure out what you want. What is your desire? What are you asking for? Get clear on your intention and then welcome the experience because the universe has a very special intelligence to put in front of you everything that you need to experience in order to have what you said that you wanted. But sometimes we decide, oh, well, I didn't want to experience that. Uh, Well, I didn't want to go through that. And then we resist. So I just keep saying, welcome the experience. Welcome the experience. Treat it as a gift, whatever it is. And that's when the high waves come and you're on the surfboard and it's a little scary and you're frightened and it's difficult and you're not sure and you're uncertain and all of those things. But the more you're willing to do that thing that you just described is trust and go with the flow. It's easier and like magic, right? It Yes. And I would love for you to give some advice to my younger self in case someone else is, is there right now. Because, you know, we hear go with the flow. And that sounds so nice, you know? And in the moments of consciousness where we can identify we have gone with the flow and it did miraculously work out, we're like, yay, yay us, yay universe. But we've also been told, no pain, no gain. Take the bull by the horns. Um, You know, it's uh, hard to dot, dot, dot. 
you know, find the good help, find the good man, find that, you know, whatever. Um, and so for the people that have been programmed so much that it's no pain, no gain, um, and just do it, what advice do you have for them? Well, I think we need to clarify the no pain, no gain. First of all, that's part of it. And the flow, what flow is. Flow doesn't mean for me that you just, you know, there's a certain flow and if you get in it, it all works out. Um, flow is that I'm willing to be with what's there and that I'm willing to not resist what's there. I'm willing to uh, be present while I'm here with what's there. And, and, and flow is a lot of it has to do with my ability to have an observer of myself. So it doesn't mean that I'm not in pain sometimes or that I don't have loss or I don't have failures. I mean, I've had my share of things that have happened in my life. I've lost millions of dollars and had to start over again at one point in my life. I've lost a stepson who actually took his own life and it was just brutally, emotionally, just took me down. You know, I've gone through a divorce. All of those things happen to all of us in different ways. We all have our losses and our sadnesses and our fears and our, you know, our obstacles. But I think the difference is if you're going with the flow, you're also able at those moments to take yourself out of the game so much that you're so in it that it's who you are mm -hmm. and that you can observe from a point of view of noticing did you resist did you not did you hold on to did you get attached were you trying to control what kinds of thoughts were going through your head were they serving you can you redirect the way that you're thinking what are you actually taking as an action is that action working or are you just doing it because you believe it's supposed to work so that observation piece allows that other piece of no pain, no gain, because you're in action. And it's a balance between the two that is the flow for me. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I find that um, when I'm in those places of flow, the, it's, the, the experience for the most part changes. And that must be from this observing, like the, um, and, and, you know, kind of conditioning my mind to seek the solution for how it can work out that like there is, isn't this notion of punishment and bad and wrong and that it's really about like, where am I being guided and what am I meant to see? And it's not about, and surrender isn't about giving up on the goal. It's about turning it over into the hands of God. And yes, very good. Um, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, much more relaxing way. I think what does the Course in Miracles say? Like if, um, when you have certain, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but when you have certainty, you can be relaxed. Mm. No, so know that it's coming to you. Yes. And the certainty is not that you are certain of what, what exactly is going to happen is that you're certain that it will happen the way that it should happen for the best use of yourself and the world. 
-hmm. And I would like to say also about flow is, you know what else comes into this is time. Say more. Well, most of us have this idea that, well, if I'm in the flow, then I should have this by this time. (laughs) And I'm here longer than you. Um, Now I'm older, I'm in the last quarter of my life. And so I have a different perspective on what I was going through when I was going through it and what I was thinking about where I was going and where I find myself to be right now. And I find myself to be in the most amazing place of joy and uh, fulfillment. And there are many things that I want to create still in terms of things I want to have. So it's not like I have everything I ever wanted, but in terms of my inner peace and who I am and my certainty of myself and my knowing that I've been on the right path, those things have really come to fruition for me. And as I look back at my life, I can look back to when I was a teenager and I can see how, oh my God, I thought it was a loss or a failure. And I can see actually how I needed that lesson or that was the right door I opened in order to be where I am. And that flow is what I'm talking about. It's a bigger sense of you know, we're all here and we're all expanding. We all have a destiny. We all have a purpose. There's a unique reason we're on this earth. And that's how I look at life and where I come from and that God has a destiny for me and a purpose for me. And it needs to be nurtured. It needs to be blossomed. It needs to be trained. It needs to be disciplined. It needs to be um, loved. It needs to be all of those things that kind of what we do with children Mm. uh, before it can be expressed fully. And that flow is what's so miraculous is that you end up (laughs) and pretty soon you stop resisting and you say, okay, I'm just going to go with the flow because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go there anyway. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yes. Releasing the resistance to just watch where you're being directed. So one last question before you, for you before we wrap. So I love going with the flow. I love trust that it's going to work out the way it's meant to. And I see so many women, myself included, at different times, use it more as an excuse and being willing to settle. Like, well, it didn't happen, so it must not have been what oh, was to happen. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like if I was really supposed to go on that trip or take that course or do whatever, well, the money would have showed up. It didn't show up. So I guess it just wasn't supposed to happen rather than like really, you know, in a more alive way, activating one's personal power. So what do you have to say about this kind of? Well, I think that... First of all, you know, we have an inner justice system. And in other words, we have a um, emotional system that tells us if we're on the right path. So our emotions have a purpose. So if we're experiencing joy, we can say, oh, whatever I decided or whatever I'm thinking, you know, it seems to go in that direction. You start feeling bad, feeling depressed, feeling sad, pretty much the same thing. You can say, what am I thinking or what am I doing? What is causing this kind of thing? So it's a, it's a little kind of guide to tell you, oh, you're going down the wrong way. Oh, go over here. Oh, think a different thought, right? 
So I think in terms of what you just said, it, it's like the, the, the process that we have to tell us if we're on the right path is, is the thing that showed up when the other thing didn't more expansive? Because then I would say, oh, this was supposed to happen instead of that. But if the thing that shows up makes us feel, oh, I guess I wasn't supposed to get my promotion and I'll just settle with this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a less and that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it should open up something bigger and something more powerful. You should be able to say, oh, I can see that was making me be a less person, a smaller person in this way. I'm seeing I'm more joyous. It, there's something in there, Gina, mm-hmm. that I think is a good guide for us to consider rather than just saying, well, it didn't happen. So I guess it wasn't supposed to. And then right. you sit in this feeling of, and I don't like it here at all. Well, then you're in the wrong place. <laughs> so keep going. Yes. Well, it sounds like it, re- it requires a lot of self-honesty then, because I think a lot of women are just then getting really good at lying to themselves like, oh, I'm just happy here because if it was supposed to work out, it would have. And, you know, I guess, and that's just for each of us to discover for ourselves, like, wait a minute, am I actually disappointed? And if so, it's safe to admit that or, you know, and then going for always going for the expansion rather than the contraction. I'd like to just say one thing before we wrap, which Mm -hmm. is I think that it's a human being kind of thing to get stuck because we have this idea, we live in this fantasy world that w- when we get to there, wherever there is, it's all going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. When do we get to there, it's going to be all easy. But when we get to there, it's time we get to be on vacation. And there is no there, there like that. <laughs> that is a fantasy. <laughs> That's not how it works. When you live in the mountains like I did for years and years in Aspen, Uh, you know that when you get to the top of the mountain, what's on the other side of the mountain is another mountain. Mm. And and there's no there where it all is, okay, now we get to go to the beach and it's all vacation. You're either growing or you're dying. You're either expanding or you're contracting. And that goes on until the end. And if you start to contract and you say, okay, I'm here, I made it, it's over, that's the beginning of dying. Mm. You know, a lot of people retire and they have statistics that show that a lot of people that retire that don't get a higher purpose within a couple of years, you know, they check out. Mm-hmm. There's something about that human beings need to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, I know one way all of our listeners can keep growing is to get into your membership and to stay in touch with you. So we will put all the links in the show notes about you're going to follow Marsha on Instagram. You're going to get into her membership. Tell everyone though a little bit about your membership. I think it's amazing. Oh, I have this membership online digital library of assets and resources of my workshops and seminars and podcasts and interviews. And people can join the membership for $10 a month. And they have access to all of my workshops and seminars as we're uploading them. And usually those seminars and workshops, as you know, a three-day workshop, I would usually charge around $2,000 for anybody to take it in person. And I've been getting raves of emails about people saying, 
this is so great. And they feel like I'm rewiring their brain and, and discovering all sorts of things. So that's what it is. It's kind of like an online HBO kind of uh, on-demand Marsha. Yes, 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 yes. So we'll have all the links there. Check it out below. Marsha, thank you so much for sharing your love, your wisdom, your spirit. I know it's going to impact so many. Thank you, Gina. God bless. God bless you. And lots of love, Queens. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag both Marsha and I on Instagram. We'd love to hear what your biggest takeaways are from this amazing conversation and go manifest your dreams. Go do it from that flow state, my loves. Until next time. Bye-bye. All right, Queen, did you love this episode and know someone who would love it too? I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast over Instagram. Tag me at Gina DeVee. And thank you for Queen supporting Queens and for your continued support. 